Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This weekend, videos of Memorial Day parties at Missouri's Lake of the Ozarks went viral as swarms of partygoers who were not wearing masks and were certainly closer than six feet from each other packed into overcrowded pools despite the ongoing pandemic being that bunched up in what looks like a kind of human stew. Human stew. A human stew. is a sick and lover tone at the end of that. People in a pool is a human stew. I'm sorry, stew. Since when? Um, I'm not eating any human stew yet. <laughs> I'm going to be like those desperate rats turning the, to cannibalism. The economics get worse. <laughs> you got to size up your neighbor. Well, if you own a crock pot, you might as well make up some human stew. You just stick it on in the morning and in the evening, it's ready for you. Your crocs are ready to eat. All soft and tender. Wow. So that, that's, that's what you that, make in your croc pot. Is that the point? He only, he only cooks crocs. I think he misunderstood it. So oh, that reminds me, Hitler's alligators died. More on that to come. Um, so after the cannibalism, you're going to start eating footwear. Well, it's good that you've got a plan. Um, Elon Musk is launching a, a spaceship with people on it tomorrow. It's the first time somebody other than a big government like... Russia, China, obviously the United States, India, has launched a man into space. It's a private company, and Elon Musk, SpaceX, is doing it tomorrow. The president is going to be there, although there's some chance the weather is going to delay it. But uh, that's pretty exciting. I love the idea that we're no longer dependent on the Russians to put people in space. I mean, come on. National pride means something. And I disagree with some of my libertarian brethren on this. I think... Our feeling of we're a great country and we can do anything is really important. I think it fuels a lot of what makes this country great. We're a bad company, country, and what we do is cause wars and destroy the environment. Yeah, you can feel free to shut up. Um, I just I think it matters. National pride matters, and and doing great things, and innovating, and exploring, and the rest of it, and not having to beg Vlad freaking Putin for a ride into space. I think that that sort of thing matters. I'm not crazy about Elon Musk's spacesuits. They're just, there's something about the way they're cut. It's just, it's, wow. It's like out of a not great sci-fi the movie. fashion of going into space. But uh, I don't want to get hung up because I'm a fan of Elon. He does great work. I'm an admirer, and, and, and I, I want a Tesla. Um, but <laughs> did you read about this California design firm working on a protective suit for concerts and clubbing? Mm. It's, it looks, I do so much clubbing. You really got my attention. Well, I know you love the clubbing, but it looks like a space suit with a tight helmet, filtration system, and LED lighting accents. But it also has like uh, ports for drinking and vaping through your suit. So you got like a, a hip, sexy hazmat suit that you wear to clubs and concerts and the rest of it. 
and you can drink and vape or whatever right through Is there it. another port? For uh, if you drink too much? I, I think you probably got no, a zipper on there. No, if things go well with the club. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Do you risk interaction with another human at that point? I would. Again, back in the day, I would have risked being machine gunned for that sort of interaction. So, yes, I would take a bit of a flying leap and hope I don't get the vid. Sean's got his gas mask on for some reason. Oh, no, just at the club. Got my new club and suit on. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? How's your vaping port? Is it clear? Is it good? Your your camel pack of of Long Island iced teas. You good? You need a refill? (laughs) Sorry, what? No, no, I love hiking. Of course. No, this thing's very breathable. I think it works well in the outdoors. This is Sean at the club with a gas mask on. (laughs) Hey, baby, my suit or yours? Hey, which pod do you want to go home in? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. Well, um, I, I doubt we're going to be wearing spacesuits out to clubs. Crayola has unveiled Colors of the World crayons, and they're getting a lot of attention for this. Oh, and boy. kudos, as it now represents 40 different skin tones. People find that fantastic. I think 40 seems like a lot. I can understand that um, uh, we needed to get away from one Caucasian-ish looking crayon that said flesh on it. I'm I mean, not sure flesh you... is an odd word anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, we're back to cannibalism now. The Don't Texas, you mean skin? I'm the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this scenario. Flesh. Um, yeah, it was odd that there was ever a crayon called flesh. You don't need one that's for skin. Uh, just let people choose whichever colors from the coloring box to color things however they want. I've, yeah, got, just... kids, I've got kids who color every single day. They don't need to. Where's the crayon labeled flesh? Yeah, tannish pinkish would do. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a a, a crayon labeled leaf. It's right. just green, exactly. and then you're allowed to color the leaves green. If that's you want. my point. I just Certainly. didn't say it as well. Um, uh, looking at the death chart. Um, good weekend. Yesterday, five hundred and three, lowest number in months nationwide. Nationwide, five hundred and three deaths. Day before that, six thirty three. So, again, is this a, a bit of a blip? Something to do with the weekend, Memorial Day, something or other? Will it come back into the thousands? Or are we, you know, past some point and we're going to stay down in that range? We'll know in a couple of days. I suspect rather strongly it's the latter. Just looking at Georgia's experience, they opened up more and earlier than virtually any other state. And they're not trending down, but they're not trending up. Yeah, that'd be good. And the numbers, and listen, with all due respect to the, the loss of certain families, again, we're never cavalier about your loss. We're just trying to balance, you know, of the shutdown and its terrible, terrible effects with, with the risk of the COVID. So just understand that going in. But, um, the numbers are actually not impressive at all right now. And getting back to Italy, I made the point at the very end of last hour. They think one of the reasons they had such a high death toll in Italy, because nobody can quite sure why. They, it, there are a tremendous number of Chinese garment workers there, so they know why there are so many cases, but the death tolls seem to be much higher. And the epidemiologists are now saying it's probably because they had incredibly mild flu seasons for a while, and there were so many oldsters who normally would have died of the flu, who didn't. And they were there, old and vulnerable, God bless them, and and the COVID got them instead. 
The COVID also got Hertz Rent-A-Car as they uh, became one of the highest profile companies to declare bankruptcy due to the pandemic over the weekend. They were already struggling and this put them over the edge. That was OJ's company, right? Yeah. If you're struggling and all of a sudden nobody can rent cars, well, nobody is renting cars because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And finally this. The Libertarian Party, which was really excited when they thought they had Justin Amish was going to be their candidate and mm-hmm. and how he was going to stand on the debate stage and be the, the grown-up in the room. Well, he decided he didn't want to be in this race for some reason. And over the weekend, the Libertarian Party nominated a psychology lecturer and 1996 Libertarian vice presidential candidate, Joe Jorgensen, as the party's presidential candidate. It's J.O. Joe. She's a girl. I don't know. A who woman. This person. Okay. Yeah, she's crazy smart, and her platform is super, and it makes great sense. Cool. I don't it know will anything do her, about her no good, but she's very compelling. What she look like? Because that matters. It does. Yeah. Aww, not a notable look. She's uh, that's uh, fine. Of then. The Caucasian, not race. notable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in not fact, I hardly remember. I saw her picture, and I can't picture her. Joe Jorgensen. I don't know how you feel about. People whose first name and last name are. Yeah, I tend not to trust the first name being a derivative well, of the well, last name. Well, no, it's name. not like Joseph Josephson or anything. Will Williamson. Jorgensen. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, let's not get. Uh, Seems a little let's close. Let's not be militant. Seems a little close to me. She looks very regular, and I don't there, mean there that as go. a disparaging that's thing perfect. at all. She that's just what you want. she looks like a person. Yes, that's a good way to look. And maybe I'll end with this then. Um, attitudes toward China continue to sour in the United States. I am under the belief that Trump is going to try to maneuver Biden into standing up for China and the mainstream media for to stand up to China, stand up for China. Mm-hmm. You can't understand what I'm talking about because I just. <laughs> yeah, we try though. We try so hard. <laughs> I get your word straight, Jack. We get you. Trump's going to put the media in a position because whatever he's for, they have to be against. Mm-hmm. That they stand up for China and America, by the time we get to election day, who knows where we'll be, but America is really souring on China. With a new political morning consult poll last week finding that 31% of voters now say China is an enemy. That's the worst category you can be in of the choices. Mm. An actual enemy. I'm sorry, China is asshole. What percentage is it? Because you remember the A&G principle, and it's, it's only because I have a short attention span. I don't care about the number till I know what it's describing. Right. <laughs> if it's not in print, you have to you have to lead with what it is. Yeah, yeah. And so I, the percentage of Americans who believe China's an enemy is now a third, an increase of eleven points in just the last couple of months. Okay, and that could easily grow um, as we get to uh, election day. Well, and, and as they mow people down the streets of Hong Kong. Oh yeah. So if a third say China's the enemy. Then you got a good chunk of people who, uh, you know, might not go that far, but have a bad view of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thirds of, of people now have a negative view of China. So I, I think that's a pretty good political move for China, for Trump to be on the side of uh, China's our enemy and, and make the media s- protect them. Yeah. Which they will do. Listen, sometimes I have to apologize. I'm, I'm too hip for the room, as they say in comedy. Um, I, I forget that a lot of people were having a great time over Memorial Day weekend, enjoying their family and friends and lakes and whatever, or, or, or mourning, mourning their friends and relatives who gave their lives in war, or just American veterans in general, and good for you for doing that. But China has pushed, and the pro-Beijing legislature is now considering laws that essentially give away all Hong Kongers' rights for independence and an independent system and the rest of it. China's made their big move during the COVID, and we we suspected they would do something big. 
while America was uh, preoccupied. Uh, but they've essentially said, no, Hong Kong, you are completely under our thumb. And the Hong Kongers are now back out in the streets by the hundreds of thousands protesting because they know this is the death knell of any sort of liberty in Hong Kong. Um, and it's 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 heavy, heavy days for those folks. Yeah, but it also could be the death knell of China hoping countries around the world think they're uh, good guys. Right. That could be the end of that. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. Yeah, China has long been the benevolent gangster that everybody knows is in the mob, but they give out turkeys at Thanksgiving, and as long as you don't, like, run afoul of them, they're not going to hurt you. Um, But then you do get into business with them, and you find out how brutal they can be, and and you think, oh, my God, why did I fall for this? Um, And and more people are waking up to it, and I'm glad, really glad. Why is California going broke, and why are you, if you live somewhere else, going to have to bail the state out with your taxpayer money? We can explain that to you coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone's waiting to see you coming out of your show for a while. Keep it in Casper. I listen to too many podcasts. I have many deep thoughts in my head after uh, several days of podcasts. Watch you have deep thoughts. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty. Do what maybe I do I'll, best. Maybe I'll get to those later. One, one of them, just, just touching on it, so I don't get too far off track. One of them is um, just you know tired story of where we are in our politics and so divided and everything like that, but... How surface level it all is. All the arguments are this surface stuff. We do a daily argument about Trump wore a mask. Trump didn't wear a mask. Biden did. Argue about that on cable news. The big structural things, like the big, real important things, whether you're talking about immigration or debt or, you know, schooling or just any of that stuff. We don't talk about that. That stuff doesn't come up. It's the. Biden wore a mask. Trump did <laughs> those conversations right. yeah. every day. Trump called Morning Joe a murderer. That sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Which or, is, was not probably helpful. Or a woman with her dog in the park and racism yeah. and this and that. But we never, we never, you know, on that particular issue, we just never get to this big stuff. And one of their examples was we just spent, how much is it? I know it's going to be $9 trillion, they think, at the end. But we just spent $3, 4000000000000 trillion. And nobody really feels better about it. On either side. It didn't have any effect politically. Mm. How can a country spend itself into into ruin, mm-hmm. spend more money than any country's ever thought of spending ever in the history of the world, and not move the needle um, uh, an, an inch in any direction? That is astounding. It is astounding. Yeah. It, we got nothing for it except for status quo of we all think the other side is ruining the country. I have a theory. And it goes back to the old, uh, you're going to buy off the population or uh, keep them uh, pacified with bread and circuses, the old uh, expression. Um, and, uh, and and that way you can get away with your skullduggery or, or keep the peace or whatever. The interesting part of the modern era now as, uh, you know, churches are less attended and civic clubs are in, is that the, one of the circuses is politics, in fact, it's like the big circus right now that we all argue about silly stuff, and therefore we feel like we've talked about politics enough. Right. We're really into politics. That's a good one. But, but not yeah. feel policy. Like... Nobody cares about no. policy. No. No. 
And I'm, especially I'm very politically pro aware. anti-Trump. I'm very politically aware. I'm completely up on the latest whatever we're mad about today that doesn't mean Joe anything. Joe Scarborough is a murderer and the president didn't wear a mask. Yeah. It's a great example. A couple of examples. Yeah. yeah, but nobody gives a damn about policy. It's funny. I have had conversations about, like, serious right now breaking news affects your life political issues sociological issues having to do with the vid for instance and and these are people i like and respect and they'll throw out the the tribe's opinion and i'll try to go one layer deeper and just say yeah there's a lot of truth to that but on the other hand and it's like i i broke wind loudly <laughs> And and with with an aggressive sense with terrible power <laughs> in, in a crowded room. I mean, people won't be angry at me, but you'll see the expression in their eyes. Like, what? Oh, I don't know what my next line is. What am I supposed to say here? Well, yeah, or or you're one of them. You or I'm bored already, or whatever. And I just, I don't know. It's discouraging. And and listen, I love y'all, most of you, some of you. Um. But, you know, I, I grew up being fascinated by the founding generation, for instance, and, and, and Lincoln and Grant and, and Stanton, the, the team that essentially kept the union together and just the great thinkers and, and some of the so-called great thinkers who I disagreed with vehemently, you know, FDR and the rest of it. And populist politics is wearing me out. I just I want more Thomas Jefferson and less Twitter. You know, and maybe that's just me being naive and dumb, um, but I don't know. I just I find it discouraging. Yeah, well, like I said, I did a lot of deep dives on uh, podcasts and stuff, and about how uh, it's got to do with uh, the way fundraising has changed. Mm. Uh, a couple of the rules that were put in place uh, to, to to try to take money out of politics. Mitch McConnell turns out to have been very right, and I'd never heard this quote until over the weekend, but. You're not going to take the money out of politics. You're going to take money out of the parties. The parties will not have a role, but somebody else will. And so now it's the NRA or uh, you know pro pro choice this or whatever. That's where the money went, and mm. and it's and it's been diffused and it's made us more polarized than ever. And wow. it's really interesting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're clearly throwing cash at the crowd. There's two people out the sunroof throwing money. The gentleman was flashing out, throwing money out to the crowd. This type of behavior is unacceptable. We don't want people coming to our city, disrupting our city. He's yeah. making a rap video, yeah. so this will be seen. Later found out that four more people were also hit by shrapnel and had minor injuries. One person was calling me, and while I'm talking to them, there are gunshots in the background. That's unacceptable. But I think when you look back, you got to say, the cops did a great job. It was a, it was a potentially violent situation. We gained compliance, and we flushed it out of there. There you go. Miscreants trying to make a rap video at Daytona Beach. And so... I don't know where the, the gunshots shooting, came from. Though. Yeah, where'd the gunshots come from? I don't, you're I don't a rapper. Know if, you have to fire off your gun. That's part of being a rapper. Yeah, I don't know if there were like pyrotechnics involved that went awry or if, uh. in, as, in lieu of special effects. They were just shooting off guns. And, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the, mm. the further details. I'm a rapper. behavior, though. That's clearly. what I do. I'm against it. I like their tone there, though. Shooting a rap video. <laughs> we will not have this. 
Um, so uh, there's a race between a couple of states for going broke. And in the mix is the biggest state in the country. And the problem with it going broke is, of course, as the biggest state, the biggest economy, it would need the most money. And if, you, if you live in California, it's bad. If you don't live in California, it's really worse because you don't even get to vote in California. But you might have to send some of your taxpayer money there to bail California out. Why California is in trouble? There are uh, how many employees, public employees in California, make a hundred grand a year or more? I'll let you think about that for a moment. Three hundred and forty thousand. Do you need that many public employees, period? It seems like a high number just in terms of employees. But there are 340,000 public employees in California that make 100000 a year or more. When was wow. Now, granted, uh, Cal Unicornia is a fairly expensive place to live. And so you're going to have to pay people more than, say, uh, than a state employee in, in Mississippi, for instance. Um, but 340,000, when was the last time a program or a department that was no longer needed in California was folded and done away with? And all those people, I don't know, maybe the, they were uh, reassigned or what have you, but this is no longer necessary, it's wasteful, we're ending it. Never, never happens. Just grows and grows and grows and grows. If you work in the private sector, they get rid of your, I don't know, what's a... A department I could throw out there that maybe people could relate to. I don't know. Your tech department well, or something like that. HR is a big one. HR is a big one. They yeah. get rid of that and everybody thinks, well, how are we going to function without an HR person here? I don't know. Figure it out. Poorly. We're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worse. We yeah. don't care. Deal with it. That doesn't happen in government. Nope. Uh, anyway, so I was looking at the list of the 10 highest paid public employees in California, and they're almost all in a school district of some sort because the California... Teachers Association is the most powerful union in America, and they've gotten a good deal for a whole bunch of people. And you got a bunch of people that are making three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year in school districts. Mm. Ooh, that's serious money. Well, maybe, and- maybe I could be convinced that you need to spend that much money to get somebody that could do that job, but I'd be pretty surprised. Well, come on, there are three hundred forty thousand people making a hundred grand. You can't find anybody for thirty percent less or whatever who's competent and qualified. Well, and we've de- chronicled through the years the incredible bloat in administration. We are usually talking about schools, but or I'm sorry, colleges, universities, but. Uh, schools up and down the line are much more administration heavy than they've ever been before and and less front line heavy. And the problem is the unfunded pension. Well, number one, that just the, the pensions um, and, and the pay for the active people is just incredibly high is for the reasons Jack put it. But a number of years ago and Illinois got the same problem and there are a number of states that are really up against it. The unions got the legislatures to pass these uh, these laws establishing or changing the pension systems. They said, listen, we're going to have the teachers, for instance, and the firefighters and the cops kick in X amount of their, their paycheck uh, every year or, or every paycheck. And then with the growth in the investments of the funds, um, we'll have more than enough money to cover their uh, retirements, their very generous retirements. Except that those formulas they offered up were complete fiction. All that has to happen is 7 to 9% growth in the stock market every single year, and specifically in our investments. As long as that happens, these, uh, these uh, numbers work. Yeah, except that that's never been, well, it hasn't been uh, uh, something you could rationally expect for many, many years. 
And you have crashes, you have downturns, you have flat periods and the rest of it. And so now those fictional numbers mean that there are ginormous bills, unthinkable retiree pension bills coming due soon. And there's no money in the till. So, yeah, California could be the first to the finish line. I've been really favoring Illinois for a long time as the, the first state to go broke because Illinois is fiscally, it is a, a, a drunken sailor on a Coke binge in Bangkok in terms of responsibility. Uh, but California, by sheer this- size and union uh, slavery, sl- being slaves to the union, could beat Illinois to the finish line. Is this a fair statement? A government job should never be a better deal than in the private sector. Why would it be? Mm, well, I'm, uh, there are special cases, I suppose. But um, no, I mean, a, a, an employer. Why can't it be? Selling your labor is selling your labor. What, how does it get to be? Because it clearly no, is. No, no, why, <laughs> like, I, I understand why, but why shouldn't it? be right why if if somebody is working in again my argument is largely theoretical but i would if somebody's working for the state you know i would want good people there and to have competitive rates don't you almost by default have to pay more than the private sector if you want to get the best people why because the private sector is trying as hard as they can to get the best people too do i need to have the best person to start with but I, we're not even in close to that territory. Right, There's right. no way that the best, whatever this person does. <laughs> yeah, what do you have to pay for abusive idiots? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, there should be just a competition where, and, and you're not talking about, you know, the hope diamond. You're talking about a commodity. Human beings, unfortunately, there are a lot of us. And if you need a really good employee, there should be a competition between the public and the private sector where, uh, you know, you get the best person. For just to use round numbers, hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, the second best person is going to be making ninety nine thousand nine hundred eighty dollars because they're almost as the right, same. Right, right. And one of them went private, private. One of them went public, and they're making essentially the same amount because they're you know like again, it's not the hope diamond. There are a lot of competent but, people in the world. But we got to get rid of the. We, we certainly have to get rid of the term public servant. You're not doing this because you're a public servant. It's you're often doing a this, joke. You're doing this because you're making a hell of a lot more money than you could ever make in the private sector. Right. And and you can't get fired. Or the job security. Yeah, the job security. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there are some people actually in uh, state and federal work who they're not getting rich, but they've traded the complete job security for maybe a little lower paycheck. Because not every government employee has the California unions who own the legislature. Uh, I think you're doomed as a society if if the government job is better than the private sector. Oh, yeah. Substantially better. You're doomed. You oh, yeah. cannot possibly function right not for very long right and the reckoning is coming in california well the great political theorists would agree with you wholeheartedly that you become a society where you must beg the government because the the government becomes its own biggest constituent its own most powerful lobbyist and then it's completely out of control we're just so far down the road people have forgotten what government is or what we're doing Mm -hmm. we banded together as a little tribe here and decided we needed to teach our kids who wants to teach the kids i'll do it but i you know i need to get paid something Mm because how am i going to feed my family right you know you start there Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be a i get rich can't get fired this is the best job in the village situation right right but that's which is why we have a country founded on the idea of li- limited government because it snowballs and they knew it and it acquires more and more power until it becomes its most important 
lobbyist, government itself. And one of the problems with the bailout of a state of California, for instance, aside from the fact of how incredibly unfair it is to the rest of the country, is there'll be no reason to correct the problem Mm -hmm. that got us here. Right. Well, as uh, progressives themselves often state, um, in you know, in reality, they're saying this: if you want less of something, tax it. If you want more of something, subsidize it. Like you tax sugary drinks if you're Bill de Blasio, the gigantic communist in New York. Gigantic communist. And you mean just from his height? Both. He's a gi- oh, no, oh, both. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and if you want, if you want less of something, you tax it. Like cigarettes, taxed heavily. If you want more of something, you subsidize it. If the other 48 states bail out California and Illinois, they are subsidizing wildly irresponsible spending, and you will get more of it. If you're in Indiana, and right next door, freaking Illinois gets bailed out. Freaking Illinois. You're thinking, we're fools not to be doing the same thing. They've been living like the aforementioned sailor, and I apologize to the United States Navy, and it's fine enlisted men and officers and women. Uh, for using a sailor in this example. But if you see Illinois living like it's on a Coke binge with no repercussions, you're thinking, hey, that sounds good to me. A- and then, you know, you're expecting to be bailed out. Jack's theory has been there will be one. There will be one state that gets bailed out by the other 49. And then that second state comes along in America. We are slow to pay attention and wake up. But America will say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now there's another one. <laughs> And start to actually scrutinize what's going on. So I tell you what, Illinois, California, you better hustle. Because only one of you is going to get bailed out. <laughs> uh, on the way, Lance Armstrong's not apologizing for anything. There's a new docuseries about his life. Mm. Too many docuseries. Too many docuseries. Yeah. Mm. Um, does he own any tigers? And uh, what's the other one? I was oh, we, uh, we know what the loudest sound ever heard on Earth is. Really? Yeah. Mm. Do you have any guesses? Bah. Mm. Ah, mm. The shot heard around the world. I don't know. My I don't know. Jaw dropping run. to the floor when I don't know. I, I need a punchline. There. <laughs> there you but go. Yeah, that's pretty there's, good. There's when, something when Joe Exotic. No, that's that's outdated. With Carol Bat. No, that's outdated. No, no. Nobody cares when anymore. Trump. Yeah. I don't know. No. Um. Uh, any thoughts on what we were just talking about, though? By the way, agree disagree on uh, paying government employees so much money. Good God. Four hundred grand a year. I, what do you do, dude or ma'am? What do you do? Well, I'm the superintendent of uh, schools here in uh, Shady Grove. You can't find somebody for a quarter million to run the schools. They do a good. The job. teachers know what they're doing. The principals know what they're doing. The janitors, I'm sure, are pretty good at their jobs. Why do you need somebody overseeing them, making four hundred and fifty large? What's going on well, there? Well, the, I know exactly what's going on. Because the janitor there. makes 175 and he won't listen to me if I make the same as him. Well, right. Right. I can't fire him. <laughs> uh, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, got to clean up a couple of things or uh, add on a couple of things. Oh, or, no. These are addendums. I don't know what they are. Um, please separate the rank and file state employees from upper management and political appointees. I'm on auditor for the state. I make less than 75 k If I were working for a private accounting firm, I'd be making twice that. 
my question would be is why aren't you working for a private accounting firm? I'm not criticizing you or arguing with you. Oh, no, no. I don't we appreciate the, the point. I just don't understand the logic of that. If you could make twice as much in the private sector, why aren't you there? And the, there everything has value. Reason. Everything has a trade-off, and they value certain things uh, more than perhaps you do. But Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for the point, though. Right. So that maybe that fits in with this. It used to be that if you worked in the public... Uh, it used to be if you worked in a public sector, sector, then you would make less money, but not have to work as hard and have more job security. Private sector used to be more risk, more money. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe that's the trade-off that other person made. Anyway, I'm sure we'll be talking about that for the rest of my life. Um, Or I could just open the gardening shop that I've dreamed of and never talk about it again. Right. Azaleas? Just to the left Well, I I assume I'll continue to be a taxpayer, so I will continue to pay attention to this. You going to get the liquor license and do the shears and beers uh, business model that you've been telling me about? Now that I've heard about it, <laughs> hell's yes. I feel like there might be some logistical things, but they got nah. axe throwing at bars now. Sure, I mean, how, sure. how do you like Joe's Wine and Vine? Ooh, Ooh. nice, a spinoff. Or Vine and Wine. Yeah. No, people might be confused because Vine, Wine come from Vine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll keep working on it. Mm. I can uh, already see the merch. So there's a new documentary about Lance Armstrong uh, that I don't really need to watch. I think I know everything about Lance Armstrong. He's he's a lying opportunist. Um, yeah, he's a megalomaniac who's the best in the world and, and lied. Uh, you might have to hurry because it's only like a million hours long like all these. But anyway, they did a bunch of interviews with Lance Armstrong, the famous cyclist, won seven Tour de France's, turned out. Uh, people suspected him of cheating because nobody had ever done that before. It turned out he was cheating and lying the entire time. And so is everybody. And so is everybody. But anyway, yeah. throughout the documentary, Armstrong insists he would not change a thing. So, got to like that. Wouldn't change anything. You're a national disgrace. You're almost synonymous with being a lying scumbag. You right. wouldn't change anything. Not a thing. Reminds me of Tiger Woods. If you could <laughs> tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Well, not to run so much. Stuff on your knees. And then, And then I like this part. Though Armstrong says he's moved on, he clearly still holds a few grudges like one against Floyd Landis, his former teammate. Floyd Landis rode with him. He kind of outed Lance and sued and all that sort of stuff. Ratting him out. Well, after Lance and his people tried to ruin him. Lance Armstrong says, hey, it could be worse. I could be Floyd Landis and have to wake up a piece of S every day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's dismissive. Yeah, he's still upset, I think. Uh, do we still have that clip, Not uh, Good, that we used to play all you the time? You know what? I've been looking all over for it. Oh, I cannot find we've that. Did somebody that delete back. that? I tell you what, if you figure out who goes into the system and deletes our stuff, beat them with both of your fists. Yeah, that's on my authority. That's seriously, that would be like in our top ten clips of all time that we used all the time. Yep. And it just disappeared? I'll bet I can find it somewhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and get it back. Anyway, that was Lance referring to somebody else in a very poor way. I could be Floyd Landis and wake up a piece of S every day. I just found that funny. Um, and what is the loudest sound ever on Earth, they think? When Krakatoa exploded, the volcano, they believe that is the loudest sound ever produced on the planet. Which one's Krakatoa? Yeah, it's that? It doesn't matter. Right. Um, uh, the sound went around the Earth eight times. They think it matters what? if you're next to it when it, you know, exploded. Oh, you wouldn't remember. Yeah, true. Enough. Eight times, you say? Eight times. Astounding. It's been a fun day. The stories we've heard, some make you cry and some are absurd. It's time. Let's hear from our friends on the A and G crew. Sean's many words, Michelangelo's view. 
It's time. Last but not least is our friend Jack and Joe. Happy to work, but ready to go. It's time for final thoughts. I really like it. Yeah. She's got a few yeah. more verses than we have time for. But for <laughs> here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Maybe we do a radio edit. Like, you know, it's the 1970s AM radio hit radio. That was great. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo with his few words, according to the song. Yeah, and I will be quick here. I agree with Sean. I, I want live sports back. It was nice to watch something and you don't know how it's going to end up. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, positive Sean, our producer. Final thought. I can't believe you didn't know that the uh, the island of Krakatoa is located in the Sunda Strait between the islands of Java and Sumatra. <laughs> I was going to say on, that. Come on, you. I'm working with jackals here. Idiots. <laughs> I'm being raised by apes. <laughs> Jack, a final thought for us? Yes, you got kids and you're trying to entertain them with J.K. Rowling's has got an idea. She wrote the Harry Potter books, don't you know? And she's got a new thing coming out, a 34-installment thing called the Ichabog. Finally. It's a political fairy tale. Ooh, political? Durr, I'll bet it leans way left. It's for uh, seven to nine-year-olds. Okay. That's what it says. Releasing it free on yeah, online. You can read nice. it for free. My final thought is I was doing something physical yesterday. It was it's not even worth noting. It was nothing. It's something I've done a million times in my life and something just popped in my foot or my ankle and Coitus? No, I'm no, it was not that. <laughs> did you crack a toe? I wish it was that. I practically <laughs> did. There are a few positive aspects to aging, but just a few. When things pop in your ankle inexplicably and then hurt for... Uh. That's what I always say to my doctor. What's the upside of this whole aging thing again? Yeah. Hmm. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of articles we referred to and books and guests and clicks. And you can email us, mailbag at Armstrong and Getty. The podcasts are there. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say what that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? We want you to be outside. We know that there are ways that you can even play tennis with marked balls so you're not touching each other's balls. Armstrong and Getty.